1: first 24 hours. Can you see? The sigh of relief as streets open up and fences start to come down. And keeping up with the
2: Bidens. America's new first family of fashion. Ashley Sheik in a tux. The grandkids. Little Bo and Garth Brooks backlash. Amazing why some of his fans are fuming today, and what's up with his hair, plus Trump mystery. Where was Baron Kept out of sight during his dad's farewell. And actress Christina Ricci, covered in bruises.
0: She says she's the latest victim of the pandemic within the pandemic. Domestic abuse. And let's play.
2: A winner at last. $730 million in this one
3: traffic light town. 1,200 people live there. You know who won. Plus.
2: Wait till you see who's behind the epic fireworks. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville.
4: Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Day one for President Biden has been a flurry of activity. In his first 24 hours as president, he has signed a host of executive orders on climate change, student loans, and COVID, among other things. And White House staffers were busy, too, putting the new president's signature on the Oval Office. Stephen Fabian's in Washington with more on Mr. Biden's first full day in office.
1: It's President Biden's first full day in office, and he began it with a virtual national prayer service. Oh, say can you see? Joining him, Vice President Kamala Harris and the Biden grandchildren, who spent the night at the White House. Talk about a fun sleepover. Having grandchildren in the White House again and plans being made for dogs to live here again. It's, it's a different vibe here at the White House uh, just 24 hours after the shift change. We're getting our first look at the redecorated Oval Office. This was the Trump Oval Office. Here's Biden's. Trump's gold curtains are still there but the carpet has been replaced with a dark blue rug from the Obama era. On the table behind him a bust of legendary labor leader Cesar Chavez and an array of family photos. His late son Beau, a family portrait and one of himself and First Lady Jill. Around the room there are busts of civil rights icons Rosa Parks and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. A portrait of FDR holds a place of distinction on the wall. We also met the new White House press secretary, Jen Psaki. She came to the podium double-masked. The tone, very different from President Trump's first press secretary, Sean Spicer. This was the largest audience to ever witness an inauguration, period.
4: When the president asked me to serve in this role, We talked about the importance of bringing truth and transparency
1: back to the briefing room. The fact that she took questions and then took multiple questions and didn't attack any of the reporters for asking them is a huge change in the way business is done here at the White House. Around the National Mall, the Ring of Steel erected to protect the inauguration is being dismantled, and the thousands of little flags are being cleaned up. There is enormous relief that the celebrations went off with very little trouble. There were just three arrests. Now the bridges and tunnels leading to Washington, D.C. have reopened, but you're still seeing a lot of road closures and, of course, armed members of the National Guard still here on the ground. And this heavy-duty barbed wire fencing is going to remain in place for at least another 30 days.
4: For most Americans, yesterday was their first glance at the full Biden family, which includes not just the Biden's adult children, but also, as you saw, a bunch of grandkids. Amber Cagliano makes the introductions.
0: Meet the Bidens. The president's granddaughters are setting off fashion fireworks with their stunning looks at last night's inaugural concert. I think that we have instant fashion icons in the Biden girls. 16-year-old Natalie Biden wore a glittering gold dress with a scoop neckline. 19-year-old Maisie stunned in a dress she paired with, yup, sneakers. No dress for the president's 39-year-old daughter Ashley. She looks snazzy in a slim tuxedo, complete with an undone bow tie. 20-year-old Finnegan sparkled in a coral-colored dress accented with black shoulder straps. And the color purple was the color of the day for the oldest grandkid, 27-year-old Naomi. It was
4: exciting to see youthful elegance and beauty and sophistication all wrapped into one.
0: First Lady Jill got high marks for her white ensemble. The dress was embroidered with all state flowers. Vice President Kamala Harris was stunning in all black, a sequin dress underneath a tuxedo-inspired coat. And Twitter is ablaze with rave reviews for the Veep's stepdaughter, 21-year-old Ella Emhoff and her sparkling plaid coat. No surprise, she's a senior at Parsons School of Design in New York. At the Washington Monument, Ella was fashion-forward in a Tom Brown menswear look, complete with tie. And people just can't get enough of the Vice President Nieces. How adorable were they in cuddly leopard print coats? A tribute to their aunt who is making American history. She wore an almost identical coat when she was their age. New administration, new style stars.
4: Garth Brooks has long been a lifelong Republican and a supporter of Donald Trump. But when he was invited to sing at yesterday's inauguration, he said he would do so in the name of unity. Well, that's now got him in a kettle of hot water with his more conservative country music
3: fans. Please welcome Garth Brooks to perform. Garth Brooks is taking in coming from all sides. Amazing grace some of his conservative fans are irate that he would perform at joe biden's inauguration after he refused to do the same for donald trump four years ago brooks said a scheduling conflict prevented him from singing for trump of his performance wednesday one fan wrote very disappointing another said you lost me garth and this we can play cancel culture too brooks said he was not taking sides this is not a political statement this is a statement of unity he's also being criticized for over exuberance after his performance he shook hands with president biden without a mask same with the vice president even hugged president obama clinton and bush a big pandemic no-no Brooks says he was tested repeatedly in the days leading up to the inauguration and was negative for COVID-19. And boy, he really can't catch a break. He's also being criticized for his hair. Online, people are making snarky comments about his new thicker do. This was Garth Brooks a few years ago. And here he was yesterday. Dr. Mark Dower says he knows what's going on. It looks like he's had some sort of a hair restoration procedure done to enhance the
2: density of his hair. We take the hair from the back and sides of the scalp and we move it to the areas of hair loss. When the hair is cut really short, like Garth's was, you can kind of see small evidence of those scars.
3: After all that, well, maybe we can agree on one thing. He sure sounded amazing.
4: But now I see. Brooks confirmed that it was First Lady Jill Biden who personally called him and asked him to perform. What has happened to Barron Trump when the former president and first lady left Washington, D.C. yesterday? The whole family was present for the send-off, except the youngest member of the Klan. Now, the Trumps have always been very protective of Barron's privacy, including right up to their departure.
0: It's the question lighting up social media. Where was Barron Trump when the first family left Washington? Barron Trump is not on Marine One. Trump's adult children stood in line to witness his farewell.
4: His youngest son, He, he has to be there. I'm sure Barron must be somewhere in the crowd.
0: The mystery triggered all sorts of jokes comparing Barron's absence to the movie Home Alone. This begins the Home Alone reboot, goes one tweet. Well, the mystery has now been solved. He was already on board Air Force One. Even when Air Force One landed in Florida, the Trumps stepped off the plane for the motorcade to Mar-a-Lago, but still no Barron. He had apparently disembarked from the rear.
5: Have a good life.
0: The ex-president may be out of power, but his headaches continue. Nancy Pelosi may send the article of impeachment to the Senate as early as tomorrow. The whole world bore witness to the president's incitement, to the execution of his call to action, and the violence that was used. And check this out. It's Trump Force One, Trump's private plane that he flew during the 2016 election campaign. Inside Edition's Allison Hall found it today. Right now, the iconic plane can't be flown. It's sitting here at an airport
4: 70 miles north of New York City, where we were able to get pretty close to it. One
0: of the engines is missing, and the other one is completely covered up. It has been mothballed here since 2019. It needs a new engine before it can be flown to Louisiana, where it is due for a complete overhaul. The president reportedly didn't think he would need it because he was confident he would win a second term and fly Air Force One. While
4: well, President Biden has a long list of objectives, job one is getting the upper hand on COVID. To that end, he signed 10 executive orders to help accelerate the maddeningly slow process of getting Americans vaccinated, as well as supporting those who are struggling because of the pandemic. Here's Jim Murray.
5: There's a new team in place, just as the COVID-19 death toll soars.
1: Three to four thousand deaths per day. To date, more than 24 million Americans, 24 million Americans have been infected.
5: Out are CDC Chief Robert Redfield and Surgeon General Jerome Adams. Replacing them are Dr. Rochelle Walensky at the CDC and Vivek Murthy as America's new Surgeon General. They will join Dr. Anthony Fauci, who's staying on board with a promotion to President Biden's top medical advisor. The president has made this
2: his top priority. I'm going to meet with him later today to brief him.
0: Sources with direct knowledge told CNN within hours of Biden being sworn into office that there simply was no vaccination plan under the Trump administration. Uh, one source telling CNN that there is nothing for us to rework. We are going to have to build everything from scratch.
5: And it's just in the nick of time. New York City and many other locations run out of vaccine tomorrow. We
2: need more vaccine and we need it now.
5: Here in California, residents 65 and older and healthcare workers are eligible for the shot at mass vaccination sites like this one at Dodger Stadium. But the vaccine is in such short supply, it could take until June just to vaccinate those groups. I spoke to Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health, about national vaccine
3: shortages. It's a combination of poor planning and overselling uh, what kind of stockpiles they had actually built up for the country.
5: The new CDC boss spoke to Savannah Guthrie today. Is there a supply issue? Right now, I think we still have vaccine on the shelves
4: that we need to get into people. So we're deploying, you know, places that we can get them into people. We are we are um, looking at community vaccination centers and stadiums and
5: gymnasiums. We're looking at mobile units to really get to every corner of this country. The CDC now says the death toll in the U.S. could top 500,000 by mid-February. Is it possible to have 100 million vaccines delivered in 100 days?
3: I think it is. I remain optimistic. I think the manufacturing is going to be there uh, from both Moderna and Pfizer. Uh, Obviously, anything we can do to ramp that up further is going to be good.
4: The CDC says 153,000 new cases of COVID were reported overnight. Pfizer says it is now working around the clock to try to meet demand for their vaccine. Not just here in the United States, but around the world. People have been staying home to try to stay safe from COVID. And that has led to what's been called the pandemic within the pandemic, domestic abuse. One study found calls to abuse hotlines are up more than 30 percent. And now actress Christina Ricci says she's one of the victims.
0: They are shocking photos of Christina Ricci's bruised wrist, hand and arms. The actress says the injuries are the result of domestic abuse. She suffered from the hands of her husband, producer James Heardigan. Ricci is best known for her breakout performance as a child actress in The Adams Family and later her starring role in TV's Pan Am. She says her home situation grew worse due to the COVID-19 lockdown when she found herself trapped in a house with a violent abuser, according to court papers. She has filed for a restraining order against Herdigan, saying she was subjected to severe physical and emotional abuse. Christina Ricci is not alone. In fact, during the pandemic, cases of domestic violence claims are way up. And here's a sobering statistic. One in four women are reporting they are suffering from abuse. In effect, it's a pandemic within a pandemic. Cheryl Hunter is an abuse survivor and trauma specialist. It's so hard for people to leave during this because there's no place else for them to go. Through his lawyer, Richie's husband unequivocally denies the allegations.
4: In fact, Richie's ex is now accusing her of being the abusive one, saying he'll be filing his own restraining order. The actress's lawyer didn't respond to our request for comment. Now, if you believe that you're in danger, call the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. The number's right there, 800-799-SAFE. That's 800-799-7233. We'll be back after this. Next, let's play
2: a winner at last $730 million in this one traffic light town.
3: 1200 people live there, you know who won.
2: Plus, wait till you see who's behind the epic fireworks. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back.
4: We have a winner, and if you played the big Powerball lottery and didn't buy your ticket in this tiny little town in Maryland, it wasn't you. Ms. Les Front reports the $731 million da- dollar jackpot goes to a single winner.
3: Not much ever happens in the tiny town of Lona Koning, Maryland. It's got one traffic light and a population of 1,200. But today, all eyes are here. This is Powerball. A single winning Powerball ticket matching all six numbers was bought here at Coney Market. The jackpot... million, the fourth largest in Powerball history. Richard Ravenscroft owns the convenience store and is in shock. We have no idea who won it. The average individual income in Lona Koning is under $24,000. So how will residents adapt to having a neighbor who is now one of the wealthiest people in America?
0: It's important for the lottery winner to remember that no amount of money is infinite. If they start spending money like a drunken sailor, then relatives and friends and wannabe friends come out of the woodwork. This is Powerball. The
3: whole nation has been watching. The jackpot has been growing for weeks. With no winner, the pot just kept growing.
0: $639.4 million.
3: Until last night and the winning drawing. 731.1
0: million dollars. How
3: many people live in town? 1,200 people live there. You know who won. It could be anybody. We don't know.
0: So get
4: those tickets out. Let's play. (laughs) Well, if you're still feeling lucky, you might try the Mega Millions lottery. No one's won that, which means the jackpot for that is now up to $970 million. When we come back, it's the epic fireworks display that wowed America, and we'll speak with the guys who pulled it off. It was the grand finale to celebrate the inauguration of Joe Biden and we spoke with the team responsible for those amazing fireworks.
1: It's the epic fireworks the whole country watched in awe. (laughs) The mother of all fireworks displays just kept going and going and going. The sky lit up as Katy Perry sang, what else, firework. Her fiance Orlando Bloom posted this behind-the-scenes video. That was awesome, baby. So, who was behind the amazing fireworks everyone is talking about? These guys, special effects company Strictly FX and Garden State Fireworks, produced the show. These are some of the firework canisters here. Yeah, what so are we you, looking these at? These are what we call, you know, racks of, of uh, mortars. And the fireworks get loaded and placed into them. Do you have a guess as to how many fireworks were set off last night? We uh, displayed over twenty thousand fireworks last night. The amount of fireworks that we fired last night would would easily fit in a thirty you know thirty five minute show, and we fired it in four minutes. Wow. So it was very very intense. The fireworks closed out celebrating America, a ninety minute primetime event hosted by Tom Hanks that featured many big name stars. When I- Supporting her new pink pixie haircut, Demi Lovato paid tribute to health care workers who joined the pop star remotely for Lovely Day. Former Presidents Bush, Obama and Clinton came together for a message of unity.
3: We've got to not just listen to folks we agree with, but listen to folks we
1: don't. And speaking of unity, there's nothing like epic fireworks to bring everyone together, thanks to these guys. What's it feel like to be a big part of history? It's amazing. It was an honor to be part of this.
4: They I mean, were good. When we come back, Kamala Harris's adorable nieces take over the White House. Finally today, the White House can be a fun house.
0: They are Kamala Harris's adorable great nieces. What are you doing out of there? In matching outfits, they giggled their way through the corridors of the White House. What are you doing? Now that's one epic
4: sleepover. What are you and that's Inside Edition. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition.